BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The holidays are a time to feel and create joy. And what could be more joyous than the look on her face as she unwraps a stunning new jewelry piece from Blue Nile? How about getting 50% off your purchase? Blue Nile offers premium quality, priced below traditional retail. Their online experts are available 24-7 to answer any questions and make sure you've picked the perfect gift. For a limited time, you can get 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's 50% off at BlueNile.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We outside the NBA. The Lakers took the in-season tournament. Per- oh damn. <laughs> This motherfucker could not wait. You can tell, like, he been waiting. Since he was like, man, I already know what I'm about to say. Trying to go so fast. He forgot to even say when talking about the mass day. He forgot the whole song. Got the whole song. It's like he been interested in this girl so much. He said, oh, man, I already know what I'm about to do when I get in that thing. And five seconds in, whoo. No. <laughs> That's why I said I forgot the song. Oh snap! All right, this is a heck of a way to start the podcast. Ain't no intro music, so I got to sing it for those of y'all hearing that the NBA show for the first time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this again from the top. We ain't gonna edit that out. We're gonna leave it just how it is. Leave it raw, just like when you got to it. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> let's try this again. We outside. The NBA, we ain't talking about the Mavs today. LeBron wanted that title, 
Halliburton is a rival. I don't know what I'm talking about now, and it ain't rhyming anymore. I said we outside the NBA. The Wolves are dominating the league. Man, go bear a plan. I said we outside the NBA. Reese feeling this song today. I said we outside the NBA. Ba, 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 da, da, da. That was pathetic. I gotta admit, that was probably the worst one I've ever done. Top bottom two. You started off with a botch. So yeah, I was my everything was thrown off at that point. It was just bad. Just all downhill. Um <clears throat> yeah, so <laughs> you know, we came into this doing something a little different. Uh, this is the this is outside the NBA. It's a bonus episode. If you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, whatnot, you usually don't get the NBA show. You usually only get the Mavs Outsiders. But for the past, what, three, four months, we've been doing this NBA show and we want to give you all a little taste. We want to give you all a little taste. You know, you got to hit the streets and give them the sample so they know what they buy. Uh, so if you want if you want the NBA show. After you hear this, you can get it from the Patreon, $5 a month. That's it. And you'll also get uh, additional perks as well. The link to the Patreon is always in the show notes if you're trying to get to it. It's also on our Twitter page, if I'm not mistaken. So you should be able to always get to the link to the Patreon. If you can't find the link to the Patreon, you can always ask myself or Reese for the link. I am one half of the show. Mike Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner, joined by my co-host Reese Williams at MFR25 on Twitter at Minder Reese on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you get your content. I'm actually excited about this. We're doing a quarter season check-in. Feels like the right time. In-season tournament just played out. Everybody's kind of resetting, recalibrating, game starting back up tonight. We're recording this on Monday night. I'm going to try to get this out tonight. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, oh, yeah, I don't have to put no ads in it. So, or actually, I kind of guess I do. We'll worry about, about that later. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll worry about that later. But, um, Reese, how you feel about this this idea to kind of kind of getting people to taste the NBA show? I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, people, what reason would people have to subscribe to the Patreon if they don't know what they get? And I think this is a perfect way to show them, uh, to give them a taste of what they're getting, pause. Um, and it's not just a short clip, it's a whole episode. And what, right. what, I don't want, I was about to jump the gun. I was about to say, what better way than, you know, with this style episode, but I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so with the Patreon, the $5 tier, you also get video of the regular show and the, uh, the NBA show. Um, a lot of moments in the show where we're laughing and not necessarily saying what we laughing about, where there's something visual that has occurred. You, even if you don't watch the whole video, you can maybe like if as you're listening on Apple, be like, oh, I want to go see what was happening at this point on the video. You can pop in, hop to that point in the in the video and find it like that's that's the type of thing I would do if I was in if I was involved uh, with the Patreon and whatnot. But with that said, this is a mailbag episode as well. So uh, people that are already subscribers get top priority with the mailbag. So we did get some questions and I'm actually glad we did not get 100 individual people asking questions. Thank God. 
Because the people who did ask some very detailed I mean, questions. I mean, Rolo alone is like 50 questions. So Rolo could be the producer of the show at this point. Like he Basically. came up with a whole <laughs> list of things that he wanted us to talk about. But that's okay. Um, I don't have to tell y'all about no show notes or nothing like that. Because again, this is a special episode. We can just hop right into it. Is there anything you need to say before we jump into Brian's question? Um, I see. No, let's get right to it. Do you have a player of the week? Save that. Okay, I was going to say if you want to do it at the end or do it now. But yeah. All right. <clears throat> so the first question comes from one of our subscribers, uh, Brian Guzman. And he asked, what will it take for each of the top 10 MVP candidates to win? Again, big question. We could probably spend a good bit of time on this question. But I get, he gave, gave us the list to the NBA top 10. I saw a different top 10 that, that I thought I was going to get to talk about certain players. But I'm going to honor the list that he gave us and only talk about the 10 players that are listed uh, on that particular thing. It's funny because when I saw that question, I'm like, I don't have 10 MVP candidates. Like, I, I don't have that many. But he, he posted a link with the NBA, the Kia MVP ladder. So I've never looked that deep. In I've it. never looked that deep. Anything past five is pointless. Pretty much. But I can understand at this point in the season, you know, a lot can change. Yes, it's wide open. Quarter of the way in. Uh, and I'm glad I actually checked. I posted this in the, pa- the question, the thing in the Patreon too. Uh, KT actually just sent in a big question as well. Uh, so I need to make sure we slot her in. So Twitter? Yeah, I have to make sure we slot her in here. So I'm gonna just make a note uh, to, to get her question pulled in real quick. She has. Okay, so she wants us to talk about coaches on the hot seat. Uh, we'll get to that. I don't want to talk about it live on the podcast right now. All right. That's a good question. And it should be a pretty straightforward thing. All right. So the first person on the list for the MVP ladder is Joel Embiid. And uh, <clears throat> I think when you think Think about Joel Embiid, you think about the postseason, but it's a regular season award, so we got to be fair in that regard. Uh, Joel Embiid at the top of the, the MVP ladder, how do you feel about that, first of all? Um, he wouldn't be at the top for me, but he would be in the top um, three for sure. Um, top three or four. Uh, as far as what he would have to do to win the award, uh, obviously keep up this level of play. Stay healthy, which is always a big thing with Joel Embiid, which he's been able to do, excuse me, so far this season. And went out. I think as far as the East goes, he would have to, I'd have to check the standings of where the Sixers are right now. I think I have it up on ESPN. I want to say they're third, but let me. They are currently fourth. Yeah. Currently fourth. If they finish top two or three, uh, depending on what his numbers look like, I think he has a chance. If he really wants to like lock it in, they have to finish number two at the lowest. That yeah, for me, I was gonna say number two, and the only team that could be ahead of them is the Celtics. Celtics, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you have to finish number two to the Celtics, in my opinion. And like you said, keep up his level of plays. Currently, the leading scorer in the NBA, thirty three 
0.3 points per game. Uh, also averaging 11 and a half rebounds per game, which I'm going to double check. One, two, three, four, it's top five. Um, yeah, he's playing really well, which, you know, fantastic for him. You know, we love to see it at the end of the day. He's averaging 1.9 blocks a game, which also puts him number nine in the league. So his assists have, his playmaking has improved this season just adding that to his game, adding yeah. that to the offense. He's averaging 6.4 assists per game. That's actually 6.6. I got it at 6.4 on ESPN, but this old. Okay. I'm looking at the, the, the MVP ladder. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know which one's more accurate, but either way it puts them top 15 in the yeah. league in, in assists per game. So yeah, hard to argue statistically, but yeah, for me, I think to lock it in, he's got to get to the number two because people are tired of him. And they they kind of halfway through him a pity MVP last year, in my opinion. With, I mean, I think he deserved it, but yeah, it's one of those situations. It's kind of like the the Will Chamberlain MVP in between the Bill Russell stuff. It's like you right there side by side with this dude, and like we keep giving it to the other guy. We're gonna give you. We're gonna go ahead and throw you one. You really making yourself sound old as fuck. Like people gonna think, damn, Biz was around back then. Like what the fuck? I mean, just looking at the historical content. <laughs> I'm just saying, ain't nobody about to, ain't nobody under the age of fucking 50 is about to say, yeah, it's like when Wilt got those MVP. Nobody about to say that. Now, granted, you're a historian, like, you know, your history, especially from doing the GOAT series. If you're not familiar, check out the GOAT series. By Ooh, they coming soon, by the way. But nobody about to say, yeah, it's like when Wilt, like, come on, man. Nobody about <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, dang. Yeah. Now people really going to think, damn, Bibbs got grandkids. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. <laughs> I think. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those situations where he was always number two, number three, number two. It would have been weird to have him not get one when you went back and did the history on it. Like he had to get one. So now it's it's I think this year will be a fair. It'll either be fair or they'll try to get somebody fresh in there yeah. we'll get that in a second. But yeah, top two. Keep his uh, numbers up as they are. He's been balling. And then for to really gain everybody's respect, it's going to have to come in the postseason. But for the MVP, they they he can get that with the number two seed. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, Nikola Jokic. I don't think much has to be said there. <laughs> uh, Nikola Jokic is averaging twenty eight point four points per game, which I believe is a career high. Uh, Nine point six assists, thirteen rebounds, which I believe is leading the league. Uh, number three in assists per game. Yes, leading the league in rebounds. Um, he's doing his thing. Uh, he's doing what he does, and he's doing it well. Doing it and doing it, doing it well. She represents Queen. Never mind. Uh, he represents Serbia. Is it Serbia he represents? Serbia, yeah. Yeah, he represents Serbia, uh, and he rides horses. Something along them lines. There's anyway. no way he rides horses. <laughs> Physically, there's no way he rides horses. They, got, they might have some Clydesdales out there. No. This motherfucker's seven foot tall, three like three hundred pounds. He not getting on no fucking horse, man. As soon as he get on that bitch, are you going? That bitch is going down. Horses are large, strong animals. That's all I'm saying. And when when you go to fairs or something, they tell you straight up it's a weight limit. And none of those people going to the fairs is seven foot three hundred pounds. Some of them like five foot ten, two ten pounds. Okay. Five five foot ten, three hundred pounds. Five foot ten, two ten. That's like me. What do you mean? 
nah, you're not 5'10". I'm like 5'9", 205. You're 205? All right. Well, bigger than that, but still. I'm just saying, that's not that big. You just made me sound like I'm... It's a- motherfuckers that ain't as big as Nikola Jokic that can't get <laughs> on those damn horses, so I know for sure his giant ass can't get on them. Not seen a picture of Jokic on a horse. I need to find... It's Photoshop. <clears throat> I said I have not seen a picture of him on a horse. Oh, okay. <sighs> What's it going to take? I think he has to win the West. Uh... You mean like one seat? Yes. Like it has to be the one seat? Because I partly agree with you depending on who else the one seat would be. He might be in the Joel and B situation. He could probably get away with the two if Minnesota stays one. If Minnesota stays one, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. If Minnesota stays one, yes, because there are people in the West even if Minnesota stays one, I don't see anyone from Minnesota getting MVP. I don't see them giving it to Anthony Edwards, even though he's having a great year. It's people in the West who's having better years. Gobert is definitely getting defensive player of the year in that situation, and he'll probably yeah. get some MVP votes, but I, they won't give it to him. Yeah, no. They, he do, he's doing it the Bill Russell way, and nobody's voting for that these days. He's not the best player on the team. <clears throat> he's not the best player on the team. Anyway. You, you're trying to push this that's narrative a, again. That's a debate. You're trying to push this narrative again. Let's not do it. He's not the best player. It's a debate for another day. Debate. Anyway. <clears throat> Is that all There's people on this ladder. I, I don't want to say it because I know their names are going to come up, but there's other teams on this ladder with MVPs, and if they finish number one, I think they're guaranteed, that player is guaranteed to get MVP. Okay. Shall we move to the next? Let's move to the next. Next player on the list is Shea Gildas Alexander. That's one of the players I was referring to. Uh, Thunder are currently sitting at number two. Yes. Number two. Nobody saw that coming. No, hell no. Except for Reggie Miller, apparently. Don't get me started on Reggie Miller. I mean, was he wrong? Reggie Miller, all right? Because he blocked you? Because he blocked me. <laughs> I ain't even saying nothing directly. It's okay. It's all good. So, Shake Somebody, Somebody went and mentioned him in one of your, <laughs> one of your tweets. Snitch tagging, man. The snitch tagging is, is. I hate that shit, man. Probably my least favorite thing that happens on, on social media. If I didn't tag the person, why why are you doing it? The white power's so bad. So Shea Gilgis Alexander is the best player on a team that's overperforming, right? Yes. Uh, he's averaging 30 and a half points per game, which is good for number tied for number four with Fox and Giannis. Uh <clears throat> let me see. Can I highlight this call? No, I can't. He is averaging six assists per game or six point two, according to this, and five point six rebounds per game. Uh, but the real reason he's number three on this list is because his team is overperforming. He's the best player on the team. I personally think that Chet is doing his best Gobert impression for the team as far as holding down the def- defense, which is why this team is overperforming. And thus, I can't catapult Shy up the list based on that or Shea, whatever you want to call this man. But I understand this is how the game is played, and I, resp- I like him. I like him as a player. For them, For him to win the award, He's got to finish ahead of Jokic in the standings. The Thunder have to finish ahead of the, the Nuggets. And again, Embiid can't finish second in the in the East. 
Like he has to finish. He probably has to finish top two. If they finish one, he's definitely getting it. Definitely got to be top two in the West. Definitely got to be ahead of Jokic. Definitely got to be ahead of Luka. And then B can't finish two uh, or higher in the East. And probably Giannis can't finish two or higher in the East. They got to finish. But both of them got to finish like third or something. Or they got to be real close. Split votes. You shake your head still. What you got? You pushing this fucking go bear narrative with with Chet Holmgren right now? I'm just it's one of those. It's the same thing with like when the Celtics were really good and they gave Marcus was it Marcus Smart they gave the defensive player of the year when it was really Robert Williams. Those defensive centers don't get the love that they should get before the work that they're doing to cat to push their team up. I think it's the exact opposite, especially when it comes to defensive player of the year. Okay. It's damn near a big man's award, and these perimeter defenders do not get the love that they deserve for defensive player of the year, especially considering the like the era we're in now, where yeah. that shit is very important. In some cases, big men don't get it, but I think it's more so for, the def- for the defensive player of the year. They they get it right. It's kind of like the NFL, where like the MVP is pretty much a quarterback award. Yeah, which sucks. Defensive player of the year is pretty much a big man award. When it comes to like debate, deciding who's the most important player or the best player on the team, those defensive big men usually don't get that that love or that consideration. And those arguments, I think they don't. If it's just based solely on their defense, like somebody like Rudy Gobert, right? Because we've seen Giannis get Defensive Player of the Year, and we've also seen him get MVP. Very true. It's the traditional bigs. Like, there's not not gonna be another Bill Russell. That's what I'll say. There's not gonna be another Bill. Yeah, Russell. there's no, 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 no. no. We're, yeah, we're way past that. It's never gonna be anything like that. But, um, I think. I mean, obviously, Chet is contributing to the winning, but I'm not gonna put it solely on him. I think. No, 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 no. That's definitely oh. not what I want to do. Okay. All right. Cool. That's not. That's not what I meant. I mean, like, as far as the difference in people saying, you know, the Thunder might be a five six seed to them being a two seed right now is Chet, in my opinion. Okay. Um, it's still very early on. I think that is an avenue where OKC can win. I mean, OKC, where Shea can win this award okay. with OKC being number two. But it's going to be, it, we're not going to know until like post All-Star break around that time when narratives start kicking in and storylines start kicking in. You start right. getting those moments and players start going head to head. That's when you really start having a gap between players in the MVP ladder or saying, okay, I'm going with this guy because people started doing that last year with Joel Embiid and Jokic, even though their mind was already made up about Embiid. Um, so I think there is an avenue where, you know, um, Shea can win it if OKC finishes number two because number two is them overperforming. Like, no one expected that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's got to have some of those moments down the stretch of the season. Where he goes head to head against Luca or whoever and, and outperforms him. And yeah. if he doesn't, then they, that's you lose that momentum easily. Speaking of Luca, he's number four on the list. Uh going back to what we just said for me, I think he does have to finish ahead of Shea. The the Mavericks have to finish ahead of the Thunders. Thunder, not Thunders, Jesus. Um I think his numbers, if we pull them up, 30, he's averaging pretty much 32 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists. He's shooting career high 38% from three. 
Uh, I think the Mavs had to finish top four. I do. I do believe the Thunder had to slide. He can't be behind the Thunder. The Mavs had to finish top four. Luca's numbers have to pretty much, he has to stay above 30 points a game. Uh, he has to stay at closer at that eight, nine rebounds, eight, nine assists. And his three-point shooting being up has to continue to be the case. He can't drop below 37 because that's where his narrative comes in. Like he increased, he improved his three-point shot. They said he wouldn't do it. He did it. Uh, what is his free throw percentage? He's still in the mid-70s, so I can't give him that. But improving the three-point shot, having the team overperform, uh, making Derek Lively look like a seasoned NBA vet when he's on the court with him, uh, and, and showing that he's making Derek Jones Jr. look like an NBA player for real all of a sudden. like These are the type of things that, that are help push a narrative uh, for Luka and Again, it's the riffraff that's around him that is boosting his name. And I say riffraff not as a personal statement, but as what people would consider, like Dante Exum, Derek Jones Jr., or like they're NBA players, but they're 10, 15-minute game guys that maybe perform or maybe don't and usually don't. Yeah. They, They look like consistent NBA players right now. That's a testament to them, of course. But when it comes to NBA narratives, people are going to give it, get credit to Luka. In my opinion, Luka should be over Shea, even with where OKC is in the standings. I understand that overperforming, that's cool. They're um, actually tied technically on the ladder, by the way. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah, I think it said tied third, if I looked at it no, right. No, it said last week's ranking, they were tied. Oh, I'm, I mean, I was looking in the wrong place. Yeah. It says three Shea, four Luka, last week's ranking, number tied for number three. Three? Okay, gotcha. So uh, clearly something happened in the last week to where they separated. Maybe it's the standings. I get it. I get it. I I do think Luka should be over him. Uh, I don't think there's that much of a gap in the standings unless I'm tripping. Uh, Let's see. Nah, one game. Yeah. It's one game difference. I don't don't think that I don't think that separates the two at all because Dallas is third. It's not like we're fifth, something like that. So, um, that, that's not even just that's me being objective. That's that's not like my bias or anything. Um, but as far as what it would take for Luca to win the award, gotta win out. Like you gotta continue to win. And the Mavs are good right now, but this is only December. Like anything can anything can change. Dealing with a lot of injuries too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if he can power through with a lot of these injuries, that's only gonna boost his uh his uh What's the word? Uh, resume? No, nah, not resume. Anyway, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> his uh, it's just gonna boost his his chances even more. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I, he just has to win out. I think he has to finish top three at the least. In the in the West. In the West, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the fifth person on here is the last one I want to spend a ton of time on. I'm gonna let you start with, with right. number five on the list. Um, finish top two. Actually, yeah, finish top. It, it depends on what it. It depends on what he's doing. It's it's hard to say right now, but and Giannis just went crazy right now. Uh, especially if they can like, I don't want to say turn his team around because they're not bad. They just right. had a slow start. Like it took some time. And it's still taking some time for him and Dane to to get used to each other and for Adrian Griffin to start using him like he fucking should. But uh, 
I, I think he has to finish. He has to finish top three because I, I don't see Jason Tatum getting the MVP award. So the Celtics finishing one doesn't necessarily matter that much. Um, The only one giving him competition for MVP in the East is Joel Embiid. <laughs> if Joel is healthy and Joel continues to play the way he's playing and he finishes two, I don't know. It's tough, but it also depends on what Giannis does for the rest of the season. So there's an avenue for him to finish with the Bucks being three, but he he has to finish at number two if he wants to lock in it. Uh, most of these are just guys winning out. That's what they have to do. They're putting up the numbers. It's just right. in order for them to win the award, they have to continue winning. Yeah, and I agree. I think they. I personally think they do need to finish ahead of the 76ers because I think whoever's higher among Embiid and Giannis at the end of the season is the one that's going to get uh, the votes <clears throat> or the majority of the votes from the voters. I think that what Jokic does and what, what's happening in the West is also a factor. So bare minimum got to finish number two in the East, in my opinion, and then uh, need some things to fall right in the West as well for narrative purposes to, to get to the top. So I think Wolves finishing first, Nuggets finishing second type of stuff. And then Luca and Shea splitting the votes for if they stay three, four in the West, bare minimum. But uh, yeah, Giannis has to keep doing what he's doing. I think they need to go on a run late in the season, like win 18 out of 20 games or something like that to finish the season. And that'll really boost his his resume as well. Uh, rapid fire, Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think there's anything he can do, but uh, finish number two in the East. Agreed. Yeah. Tatum. <laughs> Is there anything he can do? Uh, get the 30 points a game. Celtics get a 10-point gap between the number two team in the East. I, I, they got to they gotta win like 60-plus games. 60-plus games. I think they need 65. It. Like They went like 65 games or something. Like 07 Mavs or something like that. Like they need an eight game gap between them and the number two team in the East. Like minimum. I don't think they need eight. I think five can do. Like if they win sixty five and the Bucks win sixty, Giannis is getting MVP or MBs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like he got to get a gap between because those teams have less firepower. Yeah, no. So they got to really run away with it for somebody to want to award Tatum. In my opinion. Yeah. All right, who's next on the list? KD. Nothing. You don't think he win it? Nah. I saw some stats that said that the Suns have been beating up on trash teams. They have. So far this year. So I, I'm going to just long shot it. If the Suns finish top three in the West, he's got a chance. Top two. Top two? Okay. And, I'm, and if it's three, it's got to be a Wolves Nuggets. One and two. Um, in my opinion, <clears throat> LeBron. Lakers got to finish number one. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Booker. Same as KD. Same as KD. Uh, and he got to have more points per game. My opinion. Let me see where they at right now. Currently, KD's averaging 31 a game. I don't even know if Booker's on here. I don't know if he's played enough games. Nope. Has not played enough games. So, 
That's it. That's the top ten. Uh, I'm not gonna do it. Shout out to to Brian for the question. Interesting question. Interesting things to think about. I think it's way too early to crown anybody, but yeah, you sure. know what the path is at this point already. Let's move to Rolo. Rolo, another patron subscriber. He said he asked about the end season tournament, which is something we obviously needed to talk about anyway. Do you have any suggestions for improvements to the end season tournament where they can increase the attention on the game and the fan support? I saw something from ESPN that the league is considering giving a guaranteed playoff spot to the winner of the end season tournament. And I hope that's not the case. Like, sorry, recently, I know uh, you mentioned it before, but did you see it again? Like recently? I saw it. Yeah. Like but from ESPN or something. Uh, I hope they don't do that. Please don't do that. But I think they're doing a very, they've done a very good job this year. Um, only thing I would improve is it's kind of tough. I don't like the neutral site thing. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Uh, the courts are ass. Sorry, I know that's not a huge thing, but they fucking suck. Uh, but the neutral site thing is the main thing for me. I think they've done everything within their power to not only make it feel important, but promote it as well. Like even with the when the knockouts are happening, the days that that is going on. It's only in season tournament stuff. It's nothing else going on. Like that Wednesday and Friday where there was no in season tournament stuff. The other teams played, but oh, also don't have a game on at five Eastern time. That's two p.m. Western West like Pacific time. Like let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't think I don't think there's much. That can be improved with it. I, I think it's very solid right now. I was wrong about it. I like it. I'm looking forward to it next season as well. So, good job. You just did gave me an idea actually, because I was struggling. So first of all, on the on the cosmetic side, quartz was was trash. Quartz was buttons. Quartz was cheeks. Uh, keep it simple. Streak down the middle with the with the championship trophy in the paint like you did. We don't need all those extra colors on the side and whatnot. Yeah. It's just too much. Keep it simple. Streak down the middle. Trophies in the paint. Keep it moving. Uh, in season tournament splash pad whatever like whatever you got to do keep it keep it just keep it simple we didn't need all that uh number two i did like i did like the uh i understand why they did the neutral neutral site uh when when you're playing out of schedule it's hard to like have all 30 teams set aside a date and time a certain date or whatever for a game in advance like basically every stadium would have to be like they would have to keep that nobody could book the venue on that date basically ahead of time what i will suggest is only for the semifinals and finals again but have a have a east location and a west location for the the semifinals and then have a a and maybe it's it's the west location is vegas still but the East have a different location for the East. So you again don't have to have a game at two o'clock PM Eastern or you know, Pacific time because they needed a five, they needed a long enough gap between the games to reset the venue. Like that's why they had to do it that way. Uh that way you could have the two games on the same day at reasonable times. And then again for the final come together in one location. Um and maybe it's a central location like Chicago or something like that. No. No, 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 no. Wouldn't do Chicago. Here's the thing. Okay. I do like the east. I like the idea of the east and west thing, but mm-hmm. I don't. I think 
Unless they're probably gonna, they might just do Vegas every year. Honestly, Vegas I feel like probably because you got a built-in like class <clears throat> of people that are gonna be there. Yeah, and it doesn't have a team currently. I think the neutral zone, the neutral site, should be a city that does not have a basketball team, like Seattle. Like Seattle. Like Seattle could be a good Western spot next year. Yeah. To be on, and it's good for the league because for one. No one has a possible built-in advantage. If you're older than a Chicago, what if the Bulls make the end season tournament finals? Then it's a home game for the Bulls. True. If you do it somewhere that doesn't have a team, like a Vegas, like a Seattle. Connecticut. Connecticut. Baltimore. <laughs> uh, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Pittsburgh. Uh, places that have historically had teams as well, like sports cities, St. Louis, St. Louis. You not only get to bring something to a city that doesn't have a team, but you get to gauge. Okay, what's the feeling like here? How people feel in basketball? Can we sell these tickets? Can we possibly move a team here? So you're helping the league as well, and, and you're gaining information. So I think that's a great idea. They'll probably just do Vegas every year, but every now and then probably go somewhere else. But it's just starting. Who knows? Ten years from now, you know, that, that could be a thing. As far as uh, attention and fan support, I think that's something that has to come with time. Yeah. It was new this year, so I think a lot of people probably tuned in because it was new. And yeah. like you mentioned, the fact that those were the only games on those days, if you care about basketball, then you're going to probably tune in. Uh, you you want to see if players are actually playing hard, and they were in these games. Uh, you got to see Tyrese Halliburton really be hungry out there in those games. You got to see AD growling at people in the final. Like, they, they apparently taking it very seriously. So uh, <clears throat> I think that as it becomes more normalized, as we begin to have statistics and, you know, the team that wins the in-season tournament has never won a playoff game or has never won a playoff series, has never advanced past the second round or has won the championship every year. Like, then it becomes a thing of, like, we want to win this in-season tournament because it's a good barometer for where the season is going. Another reason I like it is because it kind of gives you a break. I noticed not really a break, but a really a break. In the middle, yeah. in the quarter, a quarter away through the season, you get another break, uh, a little bit past halfway with the All Star game, and it kind of breaks up the season. Like everybody, every team gets like a quarter of the way through. We get this little break in the middle, a reset. We get a recalibration. We crown a champion. Now we come back in. There's a new vigor, a new invigoration for the rest of the league coming back at this point in the season when it could easily start getting dead at this point in the season, when people start watching college basketball and NFL and NFL playoffs and stuff. Now it's like a, all right, this is where we're at as a team. Now let's get back in the grind mode for the next quarter. As we push to the all-star game, I think it breaks up the season nicely in my opinion. I agree. Uh, Like you said, stuff like that is going to come with time as far as the attention and stuff. I think they're on the right path. This is a new thing. They did a nice little promotion with the guy from, uh, I think, Law & Order or whatever, along with some other NBA players, like little commercials inside the casino showing that, hey, it's taking place in Vegas. Right. Uh, so I think they're on the right path. It's not It's not really much I would change right now. Okay. Um, the, I saw the Lakers were getting a banner. I don't know why that caught me off guard, but it is, it is. That's fine. 
It's not goofy. I'm sorry. It's just it's fine to me. Uh yeah, we'll see what it looks like. But they did say it's gonna look different than a regular championship banner, so that's a good. Um, let's keep it moving. Next question from Rolo. Which team should be looking at next year? So we're gonna rattle off the trash teams real quick. Detroit, Washington, Spurs, Blazers, Jazz, Hornets. Easy. Yeah. Easy. No debate. Eliminate those. All right. Next two, and these are the teams I think that are more selling off assets, Toronto and Chicago. Absolutely. Easy. Like, no, we're not looking at them trying to make noise in the playoffs. I'm going to be completely honest. As far as, like, teams I need to be looking at next year, those might be the only two in the league. I got three I'm going to just throw out there that I want to see how you react. I know what one of them going to be, and I uh, this right. is not me saying it at this point in the season, but I'm gonna just put put a gauge on it. How far are we from having to say it about these teams? Atlanta. Um, I saw Atlanta. I, I don't think they need to look to next year. I think obviously they still have a chance at a play in, and I think that's good enough for them. Eternally, I think they're like it's good enough for us. Like they kind of reset the clock already. Yeah, and they're also looking to make a move at Siakam. So okay, so that that's something to watch. Um, yeah. That's something to watch. If they make a big swing like that, then that obviously changes their trajectory, and then they can start really. For then sure. we have to consider them in the in the hunt for like a second round. Yeah, uh, the playoffs. Golden State. <clears throat> no. When you got a player like Steph Curry on your team, I, I don't think. I don't think you have to look forward to next. I don't think you have to just look forward to next season. Right huh? They've done it before in the recent years and it worked out for them. That's because of injuries. That's that's very true. This isn't like they're not injured. They just, they yeah. off to a slow start. They're 10 and 12. They are, <laughs> they're 10 and 12. They're the 11th seed right now. And they're a game and a half behind the eighth seed. Like it's, it's very possible. Uh, it's going to take some work. Obviously, this team is getting older. It's a lot of issues with this team. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it for reasons. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they have to look forward to the next season. Do I think they're contenders? Hell no. But I think they have a really good shot at making the playoffs. And honestly, when you got a dynasty like the Warriors and a player like Steph Curry, who knows what happened in the playoffs? I don't yeah. think they're going to win a championship, but saying look forward to the next season for them right now is yeah, it's too early. Yeah, and I, just the fact that they're old, they cannot afford too many of those. Yeah, keep the can down the road situations. They got to go for it every year until Steph is uh, hanging it up in the rafters. Uh, and then finally, last team is the Memphis Grizzlies. I knew you was about to say this. I just got to put them on the list. They they in the trenches right now. They have won some games recently to kind of try to stop the bleeding. Uh, they are currently what 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 are you at in the standings? Thirteenth. They're currently thirteenth. Uh, in the standings. <laughs> currently thirteenth in the standings, which is where I predicted them to finish. Uh, but the Jazz, I think, have let me down. Uh, I don't know what they. Well, I mean, the marketing is hurt right now, but I thought they were going to be a team that was pushing for the play in at least. But they see, I don't know what they got going on. It's they really stopped when marketing was there. That's what I'm saying. Like they they've been sucking, and now market is hurt, so they're gonna continue to suck. So I don't think the Grizzlies will finish 13th, 
But <clears throat> John Morant is what a week and a half from coming back, unless he goes. To, he's in a civil trial, not a criminal. Yeah. So week and a half from coming back. They've they've done enough to keep them close to to play in contention. If they make the play in, there we know that they're not that team. That they're better than that with Ja. Uh, we'll have to see how he comes back. The team has has definitely, like I said, they they won a few recently to kind of stop the bleeding a bit. But at what point? I don't want to ask this. How long can they should they just go hard the rest of the season? If let's say they get off to a slow start when John gets back, how how far should they push? Like where do they need to be by let's say the All Star break? What's the alternative? What do you mean? Because you're saying they can can go hard all season. What what else would they do? Rest John, get him in the basketball shape, make sure he's healthy for next year. They don't think they can really compete this year. I don't think health is an issue for Ja right now. I mean, it's not like obviously he's not hooping, but when who's to say he's out of shape? We're saying he's not working out or something. Like I'm saying, like don't have him out there risking his body to where you. I, I don't want to say make reference to. He's a type of player that that his athleticism is a big part of his game. So do you want to run him into the ground to barely get a ten seed? Here's why I think that's bullshit. He's already missed 25 games because of suspension and fans have had to sit through this bad play. People are buying tickets and you're telling me the best player comes back and you're like, oh, we're not going to win. We're just going to sit him for a while. Nah, hell no. He's going to play like play. Let's play it out. Like what's what's the worst that could happen? Injuries happen all the time. Like it's it's part of the game. That's very true. So they should ride it out no matter what. They should ride it out no matter what. Like it's not it just last year. This team, the, the just last team, this they were like a two seed. Like I don't think they have to look forward to next year right away. They're not going to be a two seed this year. Maybe we make the play in, you know. But obviously, we're not expecting two seed material from them this year. But at least play it out. Late in the season, they're sitting 11, 12, 3, 4, 5 games back at a ten seed. They should still be fighting. When you say late in the season, what are you talking about? Like going into the last month of the season, they they're they can get the ten seed still, but it's going they're going to have to really get, make a run. Yeah, they should still be fighting. Okay, I respect. It. I, I feel the same way. Um, I think the only way they should pack it in is if God forbid, Jaw does get like an injury or something like that. At that point, it is what it is. Like play at this point with the the, the the draft pick, you got too many young guys on this team already. Like. <laughs> Well, here's another thing. Should they at that point, is there a point where they should look at starting to consolidate some of these young guys and get more vets in there? Or getting like some more established players in there? What young guys would you be referring to? Uh, I got to pull up their roster real quick. Uh, So Bane obviously is staying. Yes. Jaron is obviously staying. Yes. Uh obviously Ja is is the the hub. Uh let's see here. So when I look at the Grizzlies and I talk about consolidation, I'm looking at there we go. I forgot how bad they were. I had to go all the way to the bottom. All right. <clears throat> I'm talking about maybe you could pack up a Luke Kennard. 
he's not really a young guy, but as far as consolidation, if you're trying to get another star in there, or like a almost star level player, Luke Kennard, Brandon Clark, uh, Zaire Williams, uh, Laravia, Roddy, Conchar, Aldama, uh, Tillman, Lofton, like those, those type of guys. I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart. Them niggas ain't getting you shit. <laughs> With picks. They have two first round picks in the upcoming draft. What? They have 2025. Here's the thing with Brandon Clark. If Brandon Clark comes back and he can still be Brandon Clark, you keep him. Okay. If Brandon Clark comes back and he's not Brandon Clark, his value goes down, so you're not getting much for him. Them other guys are like throwing pieces when you got real names in a trade with picks. You add picks to that, and I'm still like, I'm, and? Like, <laughs> okay? And their contract's not big enough to where it's like it makes up space, so it's like... I, That's I, the main I, reason I included Luke Kennard because his contract is 14 mil. Clark is 12, uh, but the rest of those guys are pretty small. Zaire's 4.8, Laravia's 3, Roddy's 2.7, Conchar 2.4, Aldama 2.1. So, yeah, they, they're pretty... They're kind of stuck. Yeah, they're kind of stuck unless they were to trade. Can't get shit with that man. Like Marcus Smart would have to be probably be part of a trade for them to do something big, and that might be something they consider doing. Honestly, I would, I would keep Marcus Smart. Wait to see what this team is like with everybody healthy. Would you trade Marcus Smart to get Jalen Brown? Huh? No, they wouldn't do that. That's stupid. That's two K. Never mind. Never mind. What are you talking about, man? (laughs) Zach Levine. What about Zach Levine? No. You need defense. Could a package of those young dudes with Luke Kennard get you DeRozan? Would they want DeRozan? I think DeRozan actually might I not. I think DeRozan fit. would be nice over there. I think he'd be a good fit. I think he'd be a good fit. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody else that's on the block that Jeremy Grant? Eh. Well, no. Like Jeremy Grant. I don't want Jaron Jackson playing center long term. Okay. Um, that's all I got, I think. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Something to think about. I'm curious what this team does when Ja comes back. Can't wait for Ja to come back for my fantasy team. <clears throat> oh, he on your in your IR? No, nah, he I can't even put him on IR. <clears throat> really? Nah. Dang. You still winning, so yep. Speaking of wins, uh, we'll talk about that in the next in the outsiders. <clears throat> All right. Bro, the last question Rolo had: role players that are thriving, not necessarily our favorites. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on mine. I'm going to say T.J. McConnell and Jalen Smith. Uh, really, you could go with any of those Pacers role players, in my opinion. I think. If there's one thing that Jason or Jason, one thing that Rick Carlisle is going to do is get the most out of players uh, on his roster, and that that bench for the Pacers is doing a lot of work, a lot of good work for that team, keeping the the offense flowing. These guys aren't playing a ton of minutes, but when they play their minutes, they're highly effective. Uh, and my third guy is Mo Wagner. Uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, I got his face in my head. Who's the starting center in Orlando? Dang, Golga Wendell Carter. Oh, Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter's been out for a while. Mo Wagner actually held it down quite a while. Mo Wagner got hurt, 
Gogo Batadze has been holding it down. But Mo Wagner is the guy I'm going to give a lot of credit because a lot of people say he don't really belong in the league half the time or they talk about him being a goon and he need to go away. But he's uh, uh, Jamal Mosley got him playing basketball. So I'm happy for him. I don't like the look on your face. What's going on? I'm sorry. I'm watching Monday Night Raw right now. CM Punk is out there. If you've been watching Monday Night Raw for the last few weeks, you know the tension that's been building between Seth Rollins and CM Punk, and it's finally about to come to a head. We're about to get these motherfuckers talking, but it's recorded. I'm still... I was about to say, are you distracted? <laughs> it's recorded. I could come back to this, but if you see oh. me looking over, that that's what it is. Okay. Um, I did have Mo Wagner on, on mine, mm. um, so I'll push him to the side. Tory Craig, Chicago okay. Bulls suck, but he has been a, a, a bright spot for them. He, he's been a nice pickup for them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Cam Reddish. Mm, the pick. Los Angeles Lakers. Oh. We've been saying it for a while. I think this kid just needs a chance. I, I really wish he could have been on the Mavericks. Yeah. I do. But it, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, and he's finally getting a chance. And a real chance. Not bullshit opportunities here and there. He's getting a real chance, and he's showing what he can do with it. And last but not least, Tumani Kamara, the Portland Trailblazers, who felt like just a throw-in. Yeah, I'd never heard of this man. I'm be never heard of. Felt like just a throw-in, <laughs> and he's actually doing very well over there, especially on the defensive end. So, uh, definitely want to give him a shout out. I like that pick. Uh, was this pick influenced by the Mavs game against the Blazers the other day? No, but I mean, I did. It it didn't hurt. <clears throat> yeah, he was hustling. Uh, I, yeah. I, you gotta. I always appreciate a dude that hustles like that. Yeah. Do we have a guy that hustles like that on the maps? Like on the glass and stuff like that? No. The answer is no. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned the glass. I, the answer was already no. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> but yeah, I like that list. I'm actually impressed that we both had Mo Wagner. I don't, I don't know how that occurred, especially after the whole Luca thing. It's hilarious now. You want to add anything about Mo Wagner that I didn't touch on? I no. just held it down when Carter went down. No, no. I thought excellent was Josh Green. I'm watching. We've been doing a lot of dunking in this game. I'm, I'm catching up through top plays or whatever. With YouTube TV, uh, you when you turn into a game late, they allow you the option to catch up through yeah. uh, the best plays or whatever. So I usually do that. See oh, really? Wait. I didn't know that. Maybe Lawson got a dunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, it, it had 13 key plays, and it's just played the 12th one. Uh, looks like we're up 16, two minutes left here. Look at the XM just drew a foul, and I'm going to watch this 13th play real quick. <clears throat> What's happening? What's happening? Looks like a Lawson steal was the last one. Yeah. Come on, let's keep pushing. This ain't the Mavs outside of us. I'm trying to get my TV to work, but it's fine. So, with that said, I, I like your list. Uh, I think that's very interesting. Let's talk about these rookie rankings. I don't I really care. This question. I'm going to be honest. Say what? I forgot about this question. Who did I? Because I just wrote rookie rankings and I realized that I have zero yeah. rookies listed. <laughs> Do you have a rookie ladder or something like that? You wanna go? Uh, I'm pulling one up right now, actually. All right. Okay. The recent one is from 
most recent one is from December 7th. I'm just pulling this up for like names, not like my actual order. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. These are the rookie of the year rankings. Uh, we can use this to the to discuss. I mean, the person asked rookie rankings. Did they ask anything specific? Like, uh, let me go back to it. Because I'm not just trying to go down a. Yeah. Because let's be honest, outside of two people, the rookie of the year doesn't matter. All right, let's go outsiders. <clears throat> it's taking forever to load. It's not my TV right now. In the words of Vince McMahon, this is such good shit. I'm about to say, you might as well put it on the way this my, my phone is at now. Hold up. What are you trying to look up currently? I'm trying to get to the outsider's mentions, but it's like not loading them. There we go. I got it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So who was it? Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, he just said rookie scale rankings. It was Rolo. Yeah, we still in the Rolo pack. I don't know exactly what that means, but I guess our rookie rankings for the rookies this year. How many you want to do? Like five? I think five. <clears throat> let's let's get the two out the way. Victor and Chet. Chet Victor. All right. Um. Number three for me. Brandon Miller. Okay. I'm actually going to go Asar. That's fair. Number four for me is Asar. Number four for me is Jaime. First of all, let me say this about him. I remember the first time I saw him, uh, I think it was the NCAA tournament. I was like, oh, yeah, this dude just a regular. This dude just a hooper, hooper, like a baller. Like, put him in any gym, any competition, he's going to do the same stuff. And I'm not surprised he's playing the way he is with the poise he is. Uh, and he's in a perfect system for him. So that's all. Number five for me is Derek Lively. <sighs> yeah, I'm going five Derek Lively as well. Uh, I wasn't going to put Brandon Miller there. It was a toss up, but I'm, I'm going to go with Lively. I think, uh, and it might not be fair, but I'm projecting with him a little bit. Uh, I think he he's getting better every time I see him. I'm sorry, I'm not projecting with Lively. I think I don't think there's five rookies playing better than Lively this year. And this rookie ladder we have up has Keontae George and Jordan Hawkins over him. And I swear they keep pissing me off with this bullshit. But you know what? I'm gonna let it go. Have you been watching? I, I know you, I know they're blacked out. I'm gonna say I, I haven't watched much much of the Hornets. I haven't been able to watch them at all. Yeah, I figured because Brandon Miller's play, having. I think. I think you would really. I think you would have Brandon Miller higher, just from what I know. You, I think you would have him higher if you. I almost put him in there just because, but it was. I that's why I took him out because I haven't actually been able to watch him play. Yeah, I know it's blacked out for you, which is annoying. And then I don't want to go to a game because I don't want to support the organization right now. I want to pay to see Miles Bridges on a basketball court, and my friend doesn't want to go, so like I ain't trying to go up there by myself. Fair enough. Um. All right, that's it. Let's keep it moving. Next question comes from Dylan, uh, Dillywax16 on Twitter. Our sleeper contenders. 
Like te- teams that are contenders that he doesn't feel that we don't feel are getting love right now. Uh, so I think I said before we get into that, we need to establish who are the true contenders. So do you want to start with the true contenders? <clears throat> Should be pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. True contenders. For me, in both conferences, Boston, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and Denver. Not you wouldn't include Philly on that list? Hell no. They ain't been out the fucking second round. Okay. So Celtics. Like, I, they're, they're, when I say they're East contenders, when I say they're East contenders, oh, I mean they have a chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals. But when I'm talking about contenders, I mean, like, I believe this team can, like, championship. So in your mind is the Bucks or Celtics are the teams that should be in the finals. And then the Nuggets are the team that should be in the finals for the West. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually not mad at the Nuggets. I personally had the 76ers as my third team in the East, but I respect it. So I'm going to take them out of the, out of the list. Um, you want to give your first under a team you think that should be getting contender consideration? I'm going to be honest. When I saw this question, my immediate answer was nobody. Mm. I haven't seen... Minnesota's playing great right now. Okay. But it's still very early, and we haven't even seen them get out of the first round in the playoffs. Right. It's hard for me to immediately call them contenders. The only team I could make an argument for is Philly, but we've seen Philly be great in the regular season, and Joel Embiid shit the bed in the playoffs. Outside of that, I don't think the Lakers are real contenders. I don't think Sacramento right now is real contenders. What am I going to say about Phoenix? The only reason I would say that contenders is because they have KD and Book, but they haven't shown me. They're not beating good teams. Nope. And they can't stay healthy. Honestly, nobody. What about five? I think the real contenders for me are the ones I named. But outside of that, I don't see anyone where I'm like. This no, no, seems, huh? Let's look at it differently then. Because I, I kind of took a little bit of a different approach for some of my teams. Okay. A team that could break through, not necessarily win the championship, but win their conference. Or at least put, let's say, push one of those teams to a game seven. Minnesota for sure. Minnesota is definitely number one on the list for me. Yeah. How I feel about Gobert. And I'm surprised at how well Cat and Gobert are playing together right now. Uh, yeah. And I'm actually also surprised that Ant Edwards, uh, he, he last year, Ant Edwards had a problem with chasing his buckets like he was like i don't care who we got on his roster like i need to go get my buckets and he's doing it in an opportune time sometimes this year he's getting his buckets within the flow of the offense and when it comes down to winning time he's making the right decisions which again a huge in my opinion is an underrated thing that's occurred with anthony edwards this year is his maturity and growth as a basketball player and, and allowing this team to work the way it works. They just work as a, they work together so well as a unit, as a group that they do have that, that, that go bear factor. They do have that go bear factor, right. That that's going to get them W's or whatever. Um, but they also have the ant factor, the X factor, the guy that can, can close, at the end of a game, the guy that can 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 
can really take a team home, which I don't think Donovan Mitchell had in him, personally. I don't think Donovan Mitchell was that guy. He folded in the clutch too many times for me, threw up bullshit, overlooked people that were wide open, stuff like that. Uh, he wanted to be, he wanted to play hero ball more often than he wanted to to actually win the game, in my opinion. I don't think Ant has that in him. Uh, they, they seem to have figured it out with when to use, utilize Cat in those situations, which, again, works for me. Mike Conley, as a veteran, hitting the clutch shots, looking like old school, looking like, uh, uh, Rock, what's his name, Chauncey Billups in, on that Pistons team. Like that's, He's hitting the, the timely shots. He's making the timely passes. And they actually use Gobert. Uh, Gobert's been getting feeds and he's been on a little bit of a run lately, like Jaden McDaniels hitting jumpers, pull-ups, uh, and then Nas Reed off the bench getting buckets. They're about to get McLaughlin back to run the, the second unit. That's that team has all the pieces, in my opinion. The only thing they don't have is the championship experience. Only thing they don't have is the championship experience. And with that said, who in the West does that's gonna be in that top four? Just the Nuggets. And yeah. they with that Nuggets team well. So that's why I have to put them at the top of my list. Uh, talked about it before the season. The Mavs have Luka, have Kyrie. Always going to be a team just that I think in a one-series matchup, I don't fear anybody against that team if I'm a Mavs fan. you got. I got to see it. I got to see it play out before I say that we can't win this series. Um, and then finally, after watching this Pacers team, impose their will on teams during this in-season tournament. I would say them coaches better step it up in the playoffs. Those Eastern Conference coaches is better step it up in the playoffs because you're not just going to show up to a Pacers game and expect to come out with a dub. You're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to scheme. You're going to have to be tricky. If Rick Carlisle don't play around, we know that. He's going to get the most out of his team every time. If he has to bench a starter, he will do that. If he has to stick Miles Turner in the corner, he will do that. He's gonna do he's gonna pull some dude off the end of the bench. Shout out to Bobon. If he thinks that that player is gonna be an X factor for his team, you cannot show up to that Pacers game expecting to just beat this team because you know that your team has more talent. That's not gonna be how this works. Those dudes are young, hungry, and they run. And you're gonna have to either slow them down or find ways to 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 make what they do less effective. So that's my three. The the Pacers thing is tough for me. Um, obviously, I think, especially in the end season tournament finals, they showed they can still compete when the Pacers slowed down some. Uh, the Lakers were imposing defense on them, and they still weren't completely out of the game. Like the game was slowed down, and they were still in it. They showed they can do it. Um, I, I don't know if I jumped that far yet, but. I mean, I guess I would have to give a nod to Philly off off of respect. Oh yeah, I forgot you took Philly off my contender. Yeah, um, just Philly and Minnesota for me, man. Like Dallas, Dallas is like <clears throat> we go into. There's no team where I'm looking like we ain't got a chance because we got Luka Doncic, right? But I'm still not putting them in contention because a fighter's chance, a puncher's chance, like. A puncher's chance doesn't mean, oh, yeah, th- this dude could be champion. It's just like, no, nah, you got a chance against anybody. Right. That's it. I, I don't, I, I, we miss it too much. We miss it too much. Right. 
missing too much, man. So, uh, yeah, just Minnesota and Philly for me. Yeah, Minnesota and Philly are the real big dogs in this conversation. But include the Mavs and Pacers as dark horses that, like, I would not be surprised if they knocked off one of those contenders. I'm going to just go with Minnesota because the question was that's not getting enough. Ooh, Derek Lowry. Pause. Uh, <laughs> what? It's the way I said it. Uh, it's The question was that's not getting enough attention or something. I'm going to just go with Minnesota because I think people okay. aren't giving attention to Philly for the same reasons I'm not. Yeah, We've seen nope. it in the regular season. We got to see it in the playoffs. Philly has earned being overlooked. Yeah. Philly has earned being overlooked. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. What are your real thoughts about this Wolves team? I don't know if you really have fully elaborated. Do you, who beats, who, what teams can beat them in the, in the West? Or do you expect to be able to beat them in the, in the West besides the Nuggets? Nuggets, Dallas, maybe OKC. I think Minnesota is one of the most complete teams in the league outside of probably the most complete outside of Boston in Denver. But I don't think they're like, if I'm not ready to call Ant that guy. I love Ant. I said three years ago, this is Ant's team. Ant's the best player on the team when people were still saying it was Cat. I saw the vision. I'm not doing victory laps, but I saw the vision. What the fuck? You see that excellent dunk? I just saw it. Okay. Um, I saw the vision. But if I'm looking at one through six, Minnesota, OKC, Dallas, Denver, Lakers, Sacramento, Phoenix to an extent, because I'm going to be honest, Devin Booker in the playoffs, if it ain't an elimination game, he going to cook. <laughs> if you going up against KD and Devin Booker in a playoff series, you come in that motherfucker ready to score. Mm. I don't want to hear nothing about defense. Can you get buckets? Mm. Anthony Edwards can get buckets. All right, who else? KD and Book. KD and Book putting up thirty each. Cat got to show up. Cat got to show up. Cat got to show up. But if I'm looking at one through six, I'm not saying uh, Minnesota's the lead favorite. Like, it's close. It's a toss-up. Even with the Lakers. Because if you... if <laughs> Look, man. LeBron's not real. What? <laughs> I don't know where they manufactured this motherfucker at. <laughs> You got that super soldier serum. But if I got LeBron going up in a series against Anthony Edwards, who ain't been out the first round, mm. still a baby. Depending on how to match. If I'm taking, if I'm going player for player, hey, I, I, I got, I'm taking Brian. But depending on how the Wolves look, like last year, if Sacramento would have beat Gold, I picked the Lakers to beat Golden State. If Sacramento would have won, I would have picked Sacramento. Gotcha. The way that Lakers team looked last year, Sacramento damn near would have ran them out the building. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, ran them out the building. Depending on how Minnesota looks down the line, it could be the same thing with the Lakers because AD is not to be trusted. 
every other Davis. I agree, especially if he's getting <clears throat> bullied, physical. Like, who, yeah. Because they have answers for him on the perimeter and interior. They could put McDaniels on him if he's staying outside, and they could put Gobert on him if he's coming inside. Yeah. But uh, as far as Minnesota, I don't. Uh, they can beat any of these teams, but it, it's they can be beaten by any of these teams. I can respect that. And again, it comes down to we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Uh, they haven't failed, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this was that was actually a fun topic to think about. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next few months. But as we lead into the All Star break. Uh, Let's move to the next question. It's KT, and I'm going to read her full question because I got confused initially. I, th- I thought it was going one way, and it went a different way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of recent buzz with fan bases being unhappy with their team's head coaches, Golden State Warrior fans, unhappy with Kerr, Detroit fans, Mavs fans, Clippers fans. But then you also see fans that view their head coaches invaluable. Miami was supposed to. How much does coaching matter both during the regular and postseason? Ah, uh, Dylan Brooks, man. You want me to go first? Yeah, uh, yeah. What happened with Dylan Brooks? Parlay, man. Oh, Lord. Never mind. Keep get back to the top. Back. Well, I, I just I five five I put five dollars on a four leg parlay to win forty seven twenty. I saw uh one of the Raptors. I can't I can't remember. I think it's Dishes and Dines podcast. But one of the girls from Dishes and Dines has said, um, y'all keep asking me how I'm going on these trips. And the reason is I didn't put $500 on my parlay and not hit. Y'all on, y'all. I put $5, not $500. So <laughs> on, on these parlays, that's why you got to. I have Brandon Miller for 15 and a half. He got 16 with nine seconds left in the game. Fantastic. I had Terry Rozier for six of six, six assists. The motherfucker got 13. Mm. Gogo Badazzi for six and a half points. He got 15. See, that's when you did in the trenches. No, 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 no. See, I do research. All right. Or I go to people's pages who do the research for me. Okay. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a mismatch sheet. Okay. Where's Gogo Badazzi? What have we done? Who are the Magic playing right now? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers are 26 in points given up to the center position. Mm-hmm. That's why I went with Gogo, Gogo, Goga, Badassi. He said a man name, you put money on him. That's crazy. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, as far as San Antonio Spurs go, they are 27th in points given up to the small forward position. I went with his line at 12 and a half. He averages around like 12, 11 points. So it's like, all right, cool. Why not? Motherfucker got two points. Eight that's minutes left in the third quarter. That's Dylan just a- Brooks ain't putting up 10 points in no fucking two quarters, man. No, that's just a weird stat. Like points against a small forward. Like LeBron, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I need an MB to get seven assists. He got six. Cool, whatever. Like it was a blowout. Like. They beat the Wizards one forty six to one hundred one. I see why yeah, he. I mean, it's the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I see why he didn't get the last assist. Like, <laughs> what are they gonna do? All right, Sexton. Hey, back to the topic. We got time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. Let's let's. I ain't, let's, do, I ain't transitioning to the bet online at. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it pushing. So, how much does coaching matter? Do you want? Do you want to take the topic first? I'll take it. Um, I think coaching matters a lot. I think 
the importance of coaches is underrated in today's NBA. And I think super team culture has has taken an effect on that. Like people say, Steve Kerr, I can't speak to Warriors fans. I, I know people are like, Warriors fans have issues with Steve Kerr. I'm not going to say he's not a great coach. Because I don't think just anybody can coach those, especially those 2015, 2016 Warriors teams, and they have the same success. I don't agree. I, I personally just don't agree. Nowadays, who knows? He may be out of touch. It's very possible. Yeah. But coaching is very important. Look at the Orlando Magic. For the opposite, look at the Detroit Pistons. They have some talent on that team. They're not that bad because they lack talent. They're that bad because the coach probably just doesn't give a shit. Monty Williams accepted that job because of the money. Monty Williams probably didn't want to coach anymore. Coaching matters. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Why is Damian Lillard running more pick and rolls with Brooke Lopez than he is with Giannis Antetokounmpo? Coaching. Coaching matters. Yeah, I think... It's different postseason and regular season. I think regular season, you you have to manage relationships. You have to manage chemistry. You have to to, to make sure that the team is motivated for 81, 82 games. Um, <clears throat> you have to make sure you're developing players. Like, there's a lot of things to manage throughout the season. And then I think in the postseason, you have to be able to game plan. You have to be able to scheme. You have to be able to make adjustments. Uh, you have to be able to you have to be able to 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 push through, draw up plays, like all of that. I think that that's where the 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 switch is flipped. I think that right now you mentioned the magic. Jamal Mosley's proving that he's a great relationship manager. He's he's a great morale guy. He's a rah rah coach that gets his players to play for him. And then if they make the playoffs, which they right now they're trending towards that. Then we get to see if he's an X's and O's guy that can execute and get his team to, across the hump in a playoff series, can make adjustments on the fly, whether it's in-game or game-to-game -game in a playoff series. That's the type of thing we'd be looking for. Rick Carlisle is kind of the opposite. Rick Carlisle, has, with the Mavericks in the end, was struggling with the getting through the season part of it. And then can't come, if you get him in a postseason, he's going to pull out that clipboard and he's going to get to work. Like he won't, he got all the data. He knows who does what and when, who he can trust, and he's gonna make it happen. Like he's gonna get whatever he can out of these guys. Um, I think that Ty Lu is in a is a is a similar type of guy. I think he's proven to me at least that he's he's a, he's a great mind when it comes to making those adjustments and and, and executing, getting what he can from his players on the court. He's had to deal with some injuries. That is what it is. We're going to find out how good he is with the relationship management stuff with James Harden in the locker room. Um, but, yeah, I think that coaching is very, very important. And you mentioned the Bucks, right? You think yeah. he's struggling right now? <clears throat> yeah. I, I agree. I'm not – I'm actually disappointed with that team because of Griffin. I feel like he's not – he's not – he's not getting the most out of his team at all. Nah. And it's it's blatantly obvious. Yeah. Um, that he's not, he's, I don't know what he got going on, to be honest, but that, maybe that's why Stotts left. Maybe he saw something that he was like, all right, this ain't going to work and, and dipped out. You made a face. Nah, it was something I read. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, okay. Anything else about that? 
Next question. We are out of the patrons. Uh, next question comes from Coops. Top seven point guards in the NBA. Do you want to go back and forth? How you want to do this? We can go back and forth, top to bottom. It doesn't have. Yeah, let's just let's go. Top I'm gonna assume we have the same number one. Do we? Who you got? I got Luca. I also have Luca. Okay. Number two is where it gets tricky. I don't think so. Okay. Who you got? I got Steph. I got Shay. Okay. <clears throat> I ain't gonna call Steph Wash yet. I don't know how you could call him Wash. He the only reason that team—he the only reason that team is at least what? twelve. Exactly. Like he's good enough to keep his team from completely sinking, but he's not good enough to push him over the edge. I that's that I, I don't agree. The team is just it. It's just not well right now. You think Shea will make a difference on that team? Yes. Come on, man. A little bit more one. I got Steph third. Okay. I, I'm not gonna act like I'm killing Steph. Steph is third on my list, but I pushed <laughs> over him because, and this was a, something that somebody brought up. Uh, actually, it was uh, Shakira Austin from the the Washington Mystics said that like, when are we gonna start giving players two way players credit? Um, it's cool being a one dimensional player, but like, how much do you how much do you weight that 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 defensive side that they're adding if they're actually really good defensive players as well as being really good offensive players and that's Shay's why defense is not that damn great to me where i'm like oh, i put average, more he's, steph. He's scoring more than steph too huh he's scoring more than steph too like we giving steph aura? like we giving steph points for aura like what what, what are we doing steph is a, in my opinion steph is a better offensive player than shay i understand shay is scoring more by what three points let's look it up right now steph is averaging 30 points per game right now less than a full point <laughs> less than a full point like come on you 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 so you that's my thing like they're both scoring right let me see what's the go real quick they're both scoring the points right they're both doing about the same thing and neither one of them is really a assist guy right Shay's got him a little bit on the assist. The rebound's pretty much the same. So if they're both at putting up offensively and statistically across the board about the same numbers, but then Shay's actually Let me ask you a question. Defense. Is this, is this just a this season thing? Because I'm doing yeah. top seven, period. Yeah, I'm doing right now. Right now in the NBA, top seven. Like I'm still what I've seen so far this season. Say what? Well, if that's I, I can't do that because it's only twenty something games. I'm I'm going overall. Like obviously, I'm taking into account previous seasons. Not saying I'm going back eight years I'm ago. How far back? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going back eight years ago, but I'm it's still taking into account real, these things. Like it's gonna get real different now. I got Steph number two, and I got Dame number three. I see. I definitely. I'm going by what I've seen so far this year. Like I. I so I can't go based off of 20 games. I'm sorry. What I've, seen, what I've seen and what I expect the rest of the way this season so far. like, But mostly what I've seen so far. And so, yeah, so that's why Shay's ahead of Steph. I think Shay's taking another step forward. I think that having a chat around is also helping him. Steph again, three. Steph is Steph. I don't, I don't think I need to say too much about that. Who did you have three? Dang. Dang. Dame is not number three on my list. I mean, you know who my three are. Luca, Shea, Steph. Number four is De'Aaron Fox. Exactly. Our lists are very different. Who you got four? 
that's this is 100 proof that i'm not going off of the by the way number four in scoring right now 30 so what fox is fourth in the nba in scoring this is proof aj lawson man this is proof that i'm not going just off of these games this season ja is my four Yeah, we definitely did this very differently. Jai, yeah, we did this very I differently. Consider ja I'm not just leaving Ja off the list. Like, I can't. That's why I'm saying I'm not just going off of 20 mm-hmm. games a season. I, I just don't like the idea the that. Is, actually, I actually like that we did it differently because you get both ways. Like, whichever yeah. way he meant it, we covered it. <laughs> so, uh, fifth, we got fifth. Fifth, I got Shea. Okay. I got uh, Tyrese. Okay. Six, I have Tyrese. Six, I have Trey. Seventh, I have Trey. <laughs> and seventh, I have Dave. Okay. Did we have the same seven players? No, I didn't have Fox on my you list. Have you had I have Ja, you have Fox. Ja and Fox. <laughs> Who will be your eighth? Fox. Okay. All right. All right. Ja probably would be Ja would probably be potentially two if he was playing. For me, based on where he was headed before we, before he had to disappear, out of sight, out of mind, <laughs> he'd definitely be ahead of Fox. He'd definitely be ahead of Fox. Absolutely. Uh, so he'd be fourth at worst on my list. That was right. quick and easy. Say what? That was quick and easy. Yeah, that was nice and easy. I'm glad we didn't drag that out. We're down to our last person. Sean underscore MFFL, big time supporter. Um, are the Golden State Warriors going to bounce back? I feel like we kind of touched, talked about yeah. where they're at, but do we do we expect them to bounce back? That's not how he asked it. Do you want me to read it how he asked it? Yeah, read it how he asked it. All right, let me get to. These one at first one. There we go. What are your takes? Oh, wait, I put them out of order. Is the season washed for the Golden State Warriors already due to the GP2 injury, constant lineup changes, Draymond Green issues, and the shooting inconsistency from Clay Thompson? Are they washed? Is it is it over for them? When he says over for them as far as them winning a championship, I think yes, absolutely. It's over. Mm. <laughs> and I think they have nobody to blame but themselves. And here's why. Shout out to Through the Wire. I've heard Pierre and a couple of guys say this on there. Okay. They had a chance to like. They didn't focus on developing these young guys mm-hmm. while still trying to contend. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. I'm not even going to say James Wiseman because that shit was just never working out. No, he was disgruntled almost immediately. Yeah. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, you did not put them in position to step in when obviously guys like Clay and Dre are falling off a bit. Due to age. Would you say pool? Would you put pool on that list too? Nah, fuck no. Nah. He had opportunity. That motherfucker was just bull- <laughs> he he just was ass last year. Like he did that to himself. And Draymond did that to him. But, yeah. It was a combination of factors. I <laughs> wouldn't put pool in that. I wouldn't put himself and Draymond having to snuff him. That's really bad. I think I think it's so I'm confidently saying it's over for them. And I know Golden State Warrior fans are like, ah, we got Steph. It's never over. It's over. Sorry. Like, <laughs> unless y'all like completely reconstruct this team, which is possible. Mike Dunleavy might 
go about things differently than uh, Bob Myers did. But as currently constructed, you're done. And if you want to come back with, oh, we got Steph in the words of, uh, we don't believe you. You need more people. Yeah, I I had him in this, as a nine seed coming into the season for reasons. I had them higher. I was, yeah. And I mean, I I've done this before mm-hmm. and been wrong. I I got ahead of myself a few times, but I just feel no. like eventually it had to, the age had to catch up to him. Yeah. And like you said, they, they I I remember a couple years ago being pissed like they really got the next wave lined up. Like I thought they were going to do the Miami Heat thing. Where they have, you know, this is Steph and this is Steph Light. This is Clay. This is Clay Light. This is Wiggins and this is Wiggins Light. But they just have disrespected the young dudes time and time again. And even in situations where like they're hot, they take them out of the game and put the old heads in. And it's like, why? Why are you doing that? And if the old heads are going to feel some type of way about it, then they're not good old heads. Nope. That's not the way that's supposed to work. And so instead you get this situation where you have this tension in the middle of the team between the old guard and the young guys. And it's, instead of a team environment where everybody's grinding and Clay is happy that, that Moody is out there on the court finishing the game because he can rest his body for a minute and be fresher for the next game. Like, why get the dub and everybody eats? Like, why do we have to be contentious within the team? These old heads need to you know, except that their time is winding down and they need every ounce of rest they can get. It's working for LeBron's getting less PTs this year. I don't see him crying. Why? What is wrong with y'all? Everybody can't be Bron, man. And it's it's, it's sad. And it, I'm a hater. And I said, because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like if, if Joker and Batman are doing battle and then Batman heart ain't in it no more, Joker not having fun. That's facts. Joker just like, all right, like, what, what, why are we here? Why are we here? Do we need to talk? <laughs> Let's have a conversation. But Bats. Uh, it's... What's, what's going on, Bats? <laughs> so we need to put you in counseling, Bats? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, like, yeah. <laughs> you think? Like, do we need to do some sessions? Some sessions to man walking around dressed like a bat. Yeah, he needs counseling. We talk about? All the time. Hey, you going to put the suit on, bro? Like, where, where the bat at? <laughs> I hear causing mayhem. He showed up. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, I, I think I put po- did I post a meme with watching the downfall? Yes, because I prayed on it. That's that's how I feel. Like, dang, they really going out sad right now. Like, I ain't expected to be this sad. Like, dang, fight back, <laughs> fight back. <laughs> oh shit! I'm glad Dad ain't gonna listen to this because she'd be. On my ass. Let's hope. Let's hope this does not get to her. Or we are done. <laughs> we are done. Oh man, she gonna go in anyway. All right, that's enough of that. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. They are not bouncing back. No. Last question, and I, I, I saved this for last. This was kind of something that I wanted to talk about. Okay. What's your takes on the recent play of the Tyrese's Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Halliburton? Start off with Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Um. He's somewhere in between people expected this and holy shit, I didn't expect this. Mm. Like he's obviously Joel Embiid adding to his game and, and and still being dominant is part of the reason why this team is still able to be as good as they are after losing James Harden. Mm-hmm. Better maybe. But Tyrese Hall- I mean, Tyrese Maxey 
is a big part of that as well. Yeah. Uh, I think, to be honest, if if it wasn't for a guy like Tyrese Halliburton having a season that he's having, I think Tyree Ma- Tyrese Maxey will be talked about even more. I agree. Um, I think the way he started the season caught me off guard. Yeah. He's one of those people that expected the 76ers to be okay when mm-hmm. they treated Harden because I expected Maxey to be able to, to hold it down to a certain degree. But I, he's performed better than I even anticipated. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 been overshadowed heavily by, like you said, a guy like uh, Tyrese Halliburton doing what he's doing and other storylines. I think the 76ers need to climb back up the rankings for him to get some of that love again. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with what he's doing. He's shooting 40% from three, 39.9. Okay. Um, average 27 really a game, almost seven assists. Like he's doing all the things that you would want him to do, and he's doing it better than I expected him to be able to do it. Um, it's part of again why that 76ers team remains on that contender cusp. We just got to see it. Okay. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, that's my guy, one of my five favorite players in the league. Mm. I've been a fan of him since he was on the Kings. I wanted him on the Mavericks that year, but we draft, we, we couldn't trade down to trade up to get him. Um, <clears throat> I expected a jump from him this season. I'd be fucking lying to you if I said I expected this. <laughs> like, I I did not expect this at all. Um, he's having a fantastic season, and granted, it's only 20-something games. By the end of this season, if he continues this up, we can say this is one of the best seasons we've seen from a point guard in the last decade or so. Huh? True point guard or point guard in general, not the best. I'm saying one of the best, okay. but I saw, I can't remember who said it. Um, They said they think he's the best point guard in the league as far as like <clears throat> the duties of a point guard. I think that's still Luca because I think Luca, if, if Luca had motherfuckers around him more that could make some shots, he'd be averaging double digits. Exactly. Give Luca Buddy Hill. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give him Buddy Hill, Bruce Brown, Benedict Matherin, Aaron Neesmith, Miles Turner, yeah. Obi Toppin. Shit will get crazy. But <clears throat> Tyrese Halliburton is is he is in the vein of Luca, James Harden, Steph Curry, these guards who are system players. Mm. The offense goes as they go. Like they are the offense. This offense is not, huh? They are the system. They are the system. Word to James Harden. (laughs) They are the system. Kind of like uh, Steve Nash with the Phoenix Suns back in the day. Um, He's in the vein of that. I'm not saying he belongs in the conversation with those people. I know y'all like to misconstrue things when y'all hear shit and take it out of context. I am not saying that. I'm just saying he's a system like they were a system for their offense. That's all I'm saying. He's an amazing year. Uh, It's hard, especially with the new all-NBA rules. If he keeps this up, he's not going lower than second team. Yeah, and I mean, we just did, what do we do? We did the the point guard rankings. Um, I don't know. I had him fifth. No, I had him fourth. Yeah, you had him. No, no, no. Did you have him? I don't think you had him fourth. I did. I had Luca. Yeah. Okay. All no, right. wait. Fifth, fifth, fifth. Okay. Because on the other page, that's why I look like that. Okay. 
so yeah, I think he's all NBA, uh, regardless. Uh, and it's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out to see if he can get to I think he can get to that second team, honestly. It depends on how they break down the rest of the votes. Okay. Because it's positionless now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why I said with the new rules. Yeah, that could be that could get very interesting. Um, for me, I think I, I I've been I'm gonna put on the buck nasty hater of the year, but it's really not hate. I just can't be a fan. I can't be a fan. I have why to not? I have to be in on a player early. For me to feel like I can be a fan of them, I can't jump on the coattails. I can't jump on the bandwagon. I can't come in on the back end. Like I gotta feel like I, I saw them. Not necessarily before everybody else. Like I ain't gonna be the hipster fan of it. But I got to have. I have to have acknowledged that they were on their way to something before they became something. It's hard for me to latch onto a player after they become something. The reason that Giannis, Gobert. Or at the top of my list of players I enjoy is because I saw I I expected them to become something when nobody else did. The reason I can cheer for marketing even is because I did hate on him coming out of college. But then when he got to the league, I acknowledged, oh, this dude actually going somewhere. Then he fell off again and everybody said he was trash. And I was like, nah, I think he still got something. And I'm able to then root for him as he ascends. But for Tyrese Halliburton, what I'll say about him. He's doing his thing. I actually really like his his approach to the game. I like that he's a student in the game. I like how he talks about the game. I like the fire that he showed in these in-season tournament games. Like He showed that he's one of those guys that's going to really go for it. And I can say I'm starting to get to a point where I can say, you know what? Tyrese Halliburton is a cool dude, but I can't say I'm a Tyrese Halliburton fan per se. And that's in that, in the sense of like, yeah, my guy Tyrese, I'm never going to say that. That's not going to be a thing. I think you're a difficult guy, but I get it. <laughs> I no, it is overcomplicated. It is overcomplicated, but you overcomplicating it. But I get it. I get it. I mean, it it, it, it is. What it I is. can't be a bandwagon dude. I can't do. I it. get it. It is what it is. I gotta be driving the wagon. I can't jump on the That's, back. All right. So you're not KD. Got it. <laughs> I could never be a KD. Could never. <laughs> People ain't gonna like that. I don't give. Wouldn't even want the ring if I was on, if I was in the KD situation. Was that Omax taking that shot? He hit a three earlier. It was clean. He's not on the court right now. No, that was Marquise Morris. Okay, that Marquise makes Morris been getting a lot of burn. Yeah. He was getting a lot of burn when the game was close. I didn't like <laughs> it. Uh, I'm glad we got to touch on the Tyrese thing. That was the main thing I really wanted to talk about before I decided we were going to do this bail- mailbag bonus yeah. situation. Yeah. <sighs> That's all I got. Um, do you want to give us a player of the week? Yes. I feel like it should be easy, to be honest, but we're going to see what you do. It's Tyrese Halliburton. Is it Tyrese? Okay. Yeah, it's Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I was going to try to go a different route and be like, uh, he's been getting a lot of... No, nah, it's Tyrese Halliburton. Fuck that. Because um, a lot of people been hating on my guy on the timeline just because other people like him and giving him praise. And a lot of people... Um, I'm not calling out no names, but... A lot of people be on the timeline like, oh, I can't believe y'all putting Tyrese over this guy when it's like, what has I, this? I already what, feel like I know where that was going. Okay. What what has this guy done? That You know what, fucking, I'm going to say it. Y'all acting like De'Aaron Fox has done something in this fucking league to warrant Tyrese Halliburton not being on a level with him. Like, Let me say this about that. I hate that that's a thing, honestly. I get it. But I hate it at the same time. I do think they're pretty much in the same class, person. They're in the same tier. Yeah, I think they're in the same tier. I don't think it's egregious to say Halliburton is better. I don't think it's necessary to talk about who won the trade. I feel like they both got 
something out of that trade. You know what? I wasn't even the conversation I was talking about. It wasn't even referring to the trade. It okay. wasn't even like, oh, they traded the wrong person because I think what's so past that, like that's that's really- one of the most equal trades we've seen in a long time. It's annoying that people are still bringing that up. Yeah, it's it's not even a no because at that time, this is proof that I've been a Tyrese fan. I felt like they traded the wrong person at the time. Okay, because De'Aaron Fox was coming along slow. He wasn't really showing the flashes that we wanted. And then it was that next season where I was like, okay, they they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like for me, it's Luca, Steph. I don't. I you forgot. All right. I'm not putting Shea in that tier yet. Okay, you're not putting Shea in there yet. Not that. Not that tier yet. No. Okay. Because Luca and Steph have shown it in the playoffs. Gotcha. Shea's in that next tier, but he's ahead of that next tier. Like in that next tier. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Luca, Steph, Dame. Then it's that second tier where Shea is leading, and then there's a gap in that second tier. Okay. I think Trey is still in that second tier. Um, Who else it's could I put? Let me just take Trey seriously right now. It's it's tough, but like, I feel like my father's got a smear campaign against Trey right now. Like, shit is crazy. I, like, I, saw, that top, I saw that top list. They had him... 30 and 31 with Darius Garland. Like, let's stop fucking playing, man. Like, come on, bro. I don't talk about him at all because I don't want to be one part of the piling on. I understand. I just don't think he has the roster to do what he needs to be able to do it right now. Did he play twice? All I know is if Luca had that roster. All right. You want to do games of the week? Yes. Do you They're have ready on Monday? Yeah, we are on Monday. I can give I can give my first one. Yeah, go ahead. First one is Wednesday. Uh, Bucks Pacers mm. rematch. Rematch. I want to see how the Bucks come out in that one. Do they come out with some extra fire, some extra heat off of what happened in the season tournament? Okay, I feel like I know what your other one going to be, but go ahead. It's a lot of good ones. You want me to get my other one? Yeah, it's actually a double dip because it's a uh, is it a home at home? Let me see. Yeah, it's a home at home on Friday and Sunday. Wait, what you mean? Wait, is it a home at home or are both games in the same place? No, both games are in Boston. Oh yeah, Celtics. They play each other Friday and Sunday. I gotta see. I gotta see. That's a good measure of stick, and they get to do it twice. It ain't just a one off. Like they get to play twice. It's a good measure of stick to see how serious this Magic team is. Okay. My first one. I'm gonna just go in order. Of the good games this week. I, I'm gonna go of order of the date they happen. Okay. Timberwolves Mavs on Thursday. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Is that a measure stick game for you, or yes, okay, yes, absolutely. You just said you think the Mavs can beat the Wolves in a series. Yes. Okay. And my second game involves the Timberwolves as well. Really? Yes. Okay. Saturday. All right. Pacers at Timberwolves. I almost put that one on my list. Okay. All right. I thought that's the one you was going with. Yeah, I went I was that was probably my next up. I am more excited about that than the Mavericks game. Okay. That's I, my game. I will be tuned in. 
I will be turned in. I, you know how much money I'm betting on that game? Oh, man. <laughs> like $10, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of good games this week. I think there was another one. If I had an honorable mention, it was a Thunder. It was a Thunder, and uh, Thunder Nuggets is also on Saturday. Should be a fun one. That should be really fun, too. Good week for basketball. And like I said, I feel like with the in-season tournament, we kind of got a little bit of a reset like we do with the All-Star game and like we get excited again. Yep. Getting back to these regular season games, I'm really feeling it. Then we got the Christmas games right around the corner. Christmas game coming up. I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too. It's been uh, a fun season so far. It's only going to get better. I agree. I don't have anything else. We, we can wrap this up. Yeah, we can wrap this up. I hope y'all enjoyed this freebie. Uh... Subscribe to the Patreon if you liked it. If you would like to see more to get these episodes, it's only five dollars a month. Uh, and you get more along with it. Um, so yeah, if you enjoyed the NBA pod, if you tapped in, greatly appreciate it. Uh, if your team did not get talked about, I'm sorry. Maybe you need to subscribe to the Patreon to hear your team get talked about. Exactly. Tell us we 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 always listen to feedback. We always listen to feedback. This NBA part is very new. So we 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 would love feedback if you would tweet it at us at Mavs Outsiders. Or tweet at us at Bibbs Corner at MFR25. And if you become a patron, you can talk about it in the Patreon chat and wherever you need to talk about it. Hit us up directly. Uh, a lot of good features with the Patreon. I enjoy hopping in the chat, talking to everybody. Um I have to do that more often. And when you do, make sure you sign your name because uh, Yeah, yeah, because we I'm under sorry. one account. So <laughs> but yeah i enjoy the patreon i enjoy the people that are already subscribers i think that uh, uh it's only gonna get better from here yeah. again we wanted to give you all a taste of what the nba show looks like you mostly hear us talk about the mavs but we are nba fans as well so uh the nba show we do it every week just like we do the mavs outsiders and i think we have a lot of fun we get to talk about these other teams it's a it's for me it's been a, a good way to make sure i'm staying abreast of what's happening in the league and not just locked in on the mavs yeah subliminal it gives me something else to talk about basketball wise besides the match you didn't catch that subliminal. okay i uh, didn't all right i'll tell you i'll mention it after the thing uh somebody out there caught it but until next time folks peace peace